Good morning, my family. Come on, let's stand. We're here to lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. We'll do that today with our worship. Lord, we give it all to you. Receive it in Jesus' name. Come on. From the depth of our heart, let's sing it together. When you move, darkness runs full cover. When you move, no one's turned
give him your thanks today. Lord, you're so good to me, Lord, we sing. Every knee will bow to your name, Jesus. Come on. All the earth will shout your praise. Sing it. Come on. And all the earth oh. will shout your praise. We sing it. We believe it. Sing it again. Come on. All the earth. And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will see. Praise It's your breath. Sing. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise.
Heavenly Father, there are people in this place with all kinds of prayers, and you know the cries of their heart even better than they themselves, Heavenly Father. Would you fill them with your presence, your power, your wisdom, your grace, and your forgiveness and your love? Heavenly Father, as we completed Children's Church this week, I just pray for all of those kids, all of those little ones that were here that heard all kinds of messages, Lord, that they carry that message with them. That you offer them and place them under your covering, Heavenly Father, for the covering they may need may be in their home, it may be in school, it may be somewhere else, but we know that the children, Heavenly Father, are yours, and we pray your covering over them. We pray that in that moment, when they need your love and your grace, that they remember what it is that they heard here in Children's Church, that they carry that message with them, not just in the next few days, not just in the next week, but for a lifetime, Heavenly Father. For you are the God of a lifetime. We declare that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for everything you have done for us. Thank you for everything that you are doing right now. And thank you for everything that we know that you will do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Church, can we give him praise? For he is a great God. Amen. Can you turn to someone and say, God is great. It's good to see you in the house of the Lord. Good morning, my family. To be in the house of the Lord. It's your breath in our lungs. Wow, what a beautiful song, hey amen, of surrender and adoration to our Father. Hey, church, I uh, want to welcome you into Sunday service this morning. My name is Michael Romero, your New Beginnings Worship and Arts Pastor here at, uh, at church. Welcome, yeah. Michael. Thank you. I'd like to welcome all of you as well. My name is Roxy de Santiago. I, it is my honor and pleasure to be part of your worship team. And welcome to all of those online as Amen. Well. Why don't we welcome them, church? Amen. Make them feel part of the family. I know. So grateful for that gift of technology. So many that are reporting in and saying, hey, we're, we're just out of town. You know, this is the last, uh, this is the last one before the kids go to school. That's so right. we have some right. families out and they're reporting in and say, hey, we're watching online. We want to welcome them as well. And just pray a covering over our educators, That's right. our administrators, and of course, the kids. Amen. That the Lord would completely keep them covered and keep their minds free and surround them with godly, godly influences. That's right. It's a, you know, our kids spend a lot of time at school. Amen. Uh, more time at school sometimes than at home, especially during the school year. So That's right. It's important, right? That's an important place for them to be. So we do pray covering. Listen, um, church, just a few announcements for you today just so you can say, I am in the know. We want you all to be in the know. Remember that today is baptism and meet the pastors. It's today Amen. after this service. Uh, meet the pastors will be in room 106. I know it'll be a lot of fun to meet the pastors. Amen. 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 Baptism is such baptism an important and also exciting. Important. Yeah. That's right. Sister Cindy is teaching the baptism class. So if you are one of those individuals who has decided to be baptized, praise God. 
Um, if you would go out and follow Sister Cindy here after we finish our messages, she will be leading the class. If you haven't decided to be baptized, but you want to know what it's all about, I'm sure Sister Cindy will welcome you into the class and help mm -hmm. you understand what that is. So I encourage you to participate in either way. Such an important and, and such, again, an encouraging service that we have out there. So if maybe you're not getting baptized, for those that are sitting in this house, it's probably a little difficult for those that were in first service to come back, but we still encourage them to do that. But church, if you're available and you're able to hang out for maybe 15 or 20 minutes right outside here in the mall, Church, it's such a beautiful time together of a fam uh, with a family. It's kind of like, like going to a wedding, and they're saying, I do. And we sang about it today, yes, I will. They're saying that, but they're saying it publicly, and they're saying, no, I have made this declaration. Now I want to go and say, yes, I will, before my brothers and my sisters. So it's just an amazing, amazing service. We want to encourage you to do that. Hey, church, just a second ago, we were talking about VBS, or rather the kids. Kids of VBS. And, and you know what, church? Can we give it up for NB Kids and Sister Here's Jessica Ramirez? We had an average of about 90 to 95 kids here every single night, and it was, and not, that's not including the volunteers. Yeah. Okay, that's not including the volunteers. I think we had just about as many volunteers, and uh, they made just about as much noise as the kids. It was an amazing right. time, church. Right. It was seriously an amazing, amazing time. And so we just want, want to be thankful and say thank you to NB Kids and Sister Jessica Ramirez, our children's minister. And her entire crew of, of, of volunteers who made that happen because it, it couldn't have been a more perfect timing going right before school. And they remember that those words were shine Jesus light. Right. right. When things are going good and the kids are shine Jesus light. When things are going bad, shine Jesus light. You know, and right. that, that instills into their hearts. And going right back into school, man, what a perfect time. So we're thankful for them. And talking about that, Tell us a little bit more about the VBS volunteer party, Sister Hey, Rocky. how about those volunteers? You made it happen. That's right. Thank yep. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I know the kids have a great time, and I know Sister Jessica is awesome, but I assure you she could not have done it without all of our volunteers. That's we right. want to thank you. There is a, a fun event. You know Jessica. Sister Jessica knows how to have fun, so there's going to be some fun and some snacks here at 1.30 for all of the volunteers. Right. So I hope you can come out and, um, and so that we can show you how much we appreciate everything that you did to make BBS possible. Amen. So thank you again to our volunteers. One more time for NB Kids and their volunteers, Woo! church. Amen. And for the work that you're doing. Church, we also want to encourage you. You see that big canopy out in the middle of the mall. We want to encourage you. That is our Christian education uh, tent or canopy, rather. If you're interested in maybe furthering a little bit more of your knowledge in the Word, maybe you want to get together with maybe the, men, the men's group or women's group here at New Beginnings, or maybe you say, yeah, I want to go into discipleship or how to study this more, how to study that more. I encourage you to go out there. The people that are sitting behind those tables, or at those tables, rather, those are the instructors. And maybe you just want to go and look and say, hey, what is this all about? And you say, hey, um, tell me a little bit more about this program, because maybe you just want to go the next step and gain a little more knowledge of maybe the Word. Maybe they're teaching out of the book of John. Maybe they're teaching a class out of the book of Titus. And you want to just encourage, I, but I encourage you to, number one, Go and visit with your instructors. Get to know them and ask them the questions. It's so important for us to always be expanding our knowledge. Let me just tell you, church, that it doesn't matter if you have been walking with the Lord for one day yep. or 50 years. 
The Bible is a book of mystery upon mystery and upon mystery. And I assure you that you do not know everything there is. There's always another opportunity to learn, learn, learn. And what better things to learn about than the goodness and the grace and the love of Jesus Christ and what he has done for you and for those in your family. Amen. So I encourage you to sign up. I encourage you to go talk to them. Um, and always, always keep learning. Listen, church, there's a whole bunch of other announcements that uh, Michael and I could stand up here and talk to you about all day, but That's then right. they would we would get um, kicked off the stage. We can already <laughs> hear the music playing for us to leave, right? That's you know, right. Have to, uh, they play the music for us to leave. But if you click on that QR code, you look at our Facebook page, you look at our webpage, there's That's always right. announcements for things that are happening. There are events and, and programs for the youth, for men, for women, for couples, for everybody, for people over a certain age that we're not going to proclaim at this point. But listen, there's always something for you to learn, to grow, and to build family Amen. within the church because that's what it's all about. It's building a family. Just a quick reminder, for example, Sisterhood is August 5th this Saturday at 10 o'clock. Come out and join Sisterhood. Amen. And that's going to be a great time. And never forget to mention about Sisterhood when uh, it's a potluck style. And so there's always some good eats for you women of the church, and um, we encourage you to bring something with you, and of course, be coming hungry for the word, because Sister Frances Otero is going to be bringing the heat for sure, as she always does. Sister Frances is so passionate about the word, and uh, as every single one of our speakers are, and so we encourage you ladies to come out. And uh, finally, church, before we turn it over to Pastor Richard, we want to say thank you so much for your faithful obedience in the tithes. Because you and I couldn't do the VBSs of the world, the sisterhoods of the world, sending our kids to camp. Last week you were able to, or a couple weeks ago, you were able to meet uh, our brother uh, Juan Santos Lugo from, uh, f- no, he was not from Spain. He was from our Dominican Republic. Well, that's yeah, great. And then you met last week from our, our Spain. So you guys are making a difference. We, you and I are making a difference, not just in this building, but in the world. We don't just talk about it, guys. We are the boots on the ground. You and I are the boots on the ground. And we thank you for that, for the faithful tithe and always going above and then beyond that. And if you have not been able to do that and you say, hey, I want to participate in that, there's a QR code behind me or the ways to give, rather, are behind me if you want to set up tithing via text message uh, or even through our webpage. And never forget about the NBC ABQ app that you can just give. It's easy and, and, and fast and, and, of course, secure to set up. And you can do that now. Or church, I encourage you, maybe you just have some cash in your pocket and you say, I, I need an envelope, that's fine. We have tithing boxes in and around the uh, sanctuary doors. So you guys can just drop off your tithe there if you haven't been able to do that. And we say thank you so very much for the faithful, faithful tithe that you give week in and week out. Amen. Amen. Thank you, church. Now, if you could turn your attention to the screen behind us. Here we go. Somebody told me after I've been married for a while, I said, man, when you get married, you never get to do anything you want to do ever again. I've been married 14 years. That's not true. I do whatever I want to do. It's just now I have to ask my wife what it is I want to do. (laughs) Vacuum? Okay. Good thing I asked. Could have sworn I wanted to play golf today. Would look like a moron doing this out there. Worst five words any husband will ever hear. Worst five words. Do you notice anything different? 
I've been married 14 years. I have yet to get that right. I started going through the list. Is it your hair? Uh, your nails? Did we have another child? Here we go. That is going to be a fun night, guys. It's coming up this Saturday. Uh, the tickets are only $25 a person, but it's going to be a fun-packed night. You're going to have a big old charcuterie board. Uh, there's going to be a silent auction. There's going to be a lot of people that love Jesus here and a lot of comedy, and it's all to support under his construction. So we really hope you'll be able to be there for that. And uh, this has been a month where we've been focusing on missions, like Pastor Mike and Roxy were saying. We had Juan Santos here, who is a missionary there in Dominican Republic. We had the Gideons here for spreading the Bible uh, all over the world, but we were focusing on Sudan. Uh, we had uh, Carmen and Alejandro de, San Fran de, de Francisco here. They're in Spain planting a church that's already going strong, and now they're going to plant another one, and we're part of that. And uh, there's another ministry that we're part of. There's many others, but one that we're focusing on is under his construction. It's a ministry that for over a decade now, they have been uh, transforming lives. God is using them to set people free from addiction, to restore their lives, restore their marriages, restore their families, and to break generational curses and it's phenomenal what God has been doing and uh, I'd like to just introduce you briefly to Pastor Chris and Pastor Sonia Cleveland the directors there and they've got a small presentation to make it's always a joy to have you all with us we love you guys and are so excited of what God is doing through your all's life good morning well, we have a graduation this, this morning, and we'd like to call up our graduates. They are people that have graduated our one-year discipleship program. It's like a boot camp where they learn about the Bible, read the Bible every day, and learn to love and honor God with their heart, mind, soul, and strength. So I'd like to call Patricia Landavazo up. Kenny Ofield. Manny Trujillo and Uriah Shields. If you guys could stand here in a line, and I'm going to ask you to raise your right hand in front of the congregation. You guys are going to keep them accountable, right? Encourage them, right? As they walk with the Lord. Even though they graduate, doesn't mean anything. It's just the beginning, right? Okay, so I'm going to repeat some things, and you guys are just going to say, I will, okay? If you say, if you agree. <laughs> um, I, will comfort, I will confront evil, pursue justice, and love mercy. I will. I will pray for others and treat them with kindness and respect and compassion. I will. I will work diligently to provide for my family and for my needs. I will forgive those who have wronged me and reconciled with those I have wronged. I will learn from my mistakes, repent of my sins, and walk with integrity 
as a man or woman answerable to God. I will seek to honor God, be faithful to his church, obey his word, and do his will. Okay, and last, I will courageously work with the strength God provides to fulfill this resolution for the rest of my life and for his glory. Congratulations. Pastor. Would you all gather right here in front of the pulpit? And uh, we just want to pray a blessing over you all. This is an exciting day. Uh, These men and this woman have gone through a year of training, of hours, endless hours of reading the Word of God, studying the Word of God, going through programming and training to become free, to break generational curses, to really set forth the new generations behind them that they're going to know how to really do it, how to first serve God and then how to serve one another. So would you all agree with us in prayer and thank God for what God is doing through Pastor Chris and Pastor Sonia. Father, thank you so much for the amazing work you're doing in these men and women's life. Father God, we thank you, Lord. Father God, for their graduation, they stuck it out. They, come, they put their hand to the plow and didn't, didn't turn back. They said, we're committed to do this. We're committed to start a new life and a new family for ourselves and those generations behind us. Father God, we pray that, Lord, the things that they've learned, they would teach through their life living it. That people would see their life and say, man, how are you doing it? And they could say, because of the grace of God and the power of his love. Father, I pray, Lord, that they walk in their freedom the rest of their lives. That, Lord God, they would be a testimony of your great power and love. Thank you, Father God, for their families, for their children, that, Lord, they would be reunited. That they would be reunited if they have a spouse and with their families. And, Father God, we just pray continued success and blessing over Pastor Chris and Pastor Sonia and the work of Under His Construction. For the 28 bed facility they have, that the glory of God and the presence of God will always be experienced there. And we pray these things in the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and God's people said, amen. Amen. Would you give it up for these guys again? We love you guys. They already sat through a sermon. We don't expect them to stay. You're welcome to stay, but you don't have to. I want to dismiss those that are getting baptized. If you're getting baptized this morning, I want you to go right out here, this doorway, and uh, as you go down the hall, it's room 104. And uh, that's if you, if, I think there's some already there, but just go out there and, and uh, that's where you're going to be learning about what it is you're doing and the significance and power of it. Also, youth... You're dismissed. We have a youth class that takes place during this time, and this is the training ground for them because they start school this week. Our kids are going back to school. So as they leave, Father, we pray blessing over them, and we pray that they be missionaries on their campus, that the light of Jesus shine through them and watch over them and all the people going to school from pre-kindergarten all the way up to college. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, it's such a joy to be here and celebrate 
We've been talking about this series on family, building a family with purpose. And to see these graduates is such a joy because they made a decision to say, we're going to be the people in our family to make the difference, to make a change. We're going to start new. Some of us were brought up in amazing families and some of us in not that amazing family. And you know what? You and I have the power to make that change by trusting in God. When you put your hope and trust in God, amazing things take place. So God brings together a family. The importance of the church is so important. Sometimes you have closer friends here and closer bond here with people than you do your own bloodline. And it's because you have a bond through the Lord Jesus that brings us together and we're able to celebrate together. And it's really amazing how God blends lives together. He brings these lives together that it's like, oh my goodness, what an amazing bond. But also, he blends our hearts together. Our hearts become blended. And before knowing it, we're blended to the Lord and we have the same heartbeat as God. And it's really an amazing time. So I want to talk about blended lives and blended hearts and how we can really live that out. And I'm going to start off in the book of Titus. And it was Paul writing to Titus, a young minister. And he writes in chapter 2, starting at verse 1 through 7. He says, as for you, Titus, promote the kind of living that reflects wholesome teaching. He says, teach the older men to exercise self-control to be worthy of respect, and to live wisely. They must have sound faith and be filled with love and patience. Similarly, teach the older women to live a way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. You hear that, ladies? I thought, man, these ladies must have been radical. He didn't say anything to the men. Ladies, don't be slanderers. In other words, no gossip and no drinking, too heavy drinking. Because the heavier you drink, the more you gossip. No, okay, stop, okay. It doesn't say that, but you've got to read between the line. Okay, but it says instead. Every time you see the word instead, it's telling you the solution to the problem. So he's saying instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and to be pure, to work in their homes and to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. In the same way, encourage the young man to live wisely. And you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind, that everything you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of your teaching. So Lord, I pray that your word would really grab a hold of us, and we really understand exactly why it's so important to get connected 
to each other, and to a church. And I pray this in Christ's name, amen. You know, sometimes people say, yeah, but you know what? All the church ever wants is money, 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 money. For those of you that have been coming here a long time, I, hardly, I don't preach on money, money, money. We're not sitting up here, you better give, give, give. We just try to tell you all the things that are happening and how you and I tithe and how we make it happen by being faithful to God. But I'll never forget one time this family from our church had been inviting their sister to church and say, come on, man, come to church. No, all the church everyone says money, money, money. And they, she finally came to church, and guess what? That was a Sunday I was preaching on money. And she goes, see? And so she didn't come back for like 16 months, a year and a half later. She shows up again, and guess what? I was preaching on money that day too. <laughs> but hear me. First of all, it really does take money to do ministry. But, but we also have to understand that there's other reasons why we need to get to church. You connect with people here. You find a connection that's really amazing. You find a love that's really powerful. You know, some people say, oh, the church has cliques. Look, every organization, everything, everything has cliques. But there's positive cliques and there's negative cliques. Let me explain them. Let's say that you're into hunting and fishing and sporting, okay? So you meet somebody here at church, and dude, really? Oh, you like hunting, dude? Dude, so do I, man. What do you do? Oh, man, I always try to draw a, a tag for an elk. Oh, yeah, me too. Which, where do you go? Oh, I go up north. Oh, I go down. I go more on the east side. Well, and you just start, you kid it off. You click. Now, that's a positive click. You might be a woman that goes, oh, what, what do you like? You know what? I love sewing. I really love sewing. Oh, I love sewing. Really? What do you do? Oh, I love knitting. I love, or whatever, okay? That's a positive click. You've made a connection with somebody. A negative click is when all of a sudden some guy's standing nearby, here's the two guys talking about fishing or talking about hunting, and goes, hey, dude, I like hunting too. You can't be part of this. This is my friend. He's my friend, and we talk about to get lost, to go find someone. Grow up. Grow up. You can have a friend that has friends with other people too. See, but there's reasons why your family should be in church. Here's a few reasons why to have your family in church. First of all, families today are decaying. Families are decaying. Look, I'm a lot older than a lot of you and younger than a few of you. But hear me. I grew up in a day where on Sunday was family day. Everyone got up, they got ready, they went to church. We came back from church, and my mom had cooked a big old roast with potatoes and carrots, or she had made, you know, some kind of big old meal. We had barbacoa and frijolitos, and borrachos, frijoles, borrachos, and whatever, okay? And you had a big old meal, and Nobody was on their phones because we didn't have any then except on the wall. But the TV wasn't even on. You were sitting there talking about life and getting to just connect with each other. Nowadays, people are not even eating in the same room. And if they are, they're all watching their phone. They're not even talking. 
They're not communicating. Families are falling apart today. Also, today's families are dysfunctional. We came from a dysfunctional family. Our father and mother are Adam and Eve. They were all messed up. Eve got in trouble, so she had to throw it on Adam. Adam, get over here, dude. Here, taste this apple. Here, take this fruit. Come on, eat the fruit. Ah, isn't that the one God said not? Oh, come on. Come on, big boy. Eat the fruit. Orale, boom, he goes down. So God says, where are you guys? And they're hiding. And he said, what have you all been up to? Well, the serpent. And then, man, Adam has the guts to throw it back on God. The woman you gave me. It's all your fault. If you wouldn't even have made her. I was like, oh my gosh. Doesn't it sound like us? And then one son kills the other brother? Man, dysfunctional family. We came from that. There's some families that are not dysfunctional, they're malfunctional. They're really, and really, they're really suffering. Then you have families today that are very discouraged. You have discouraged families. We have more single parents than ever before here in America. And it's hard being a single parent. And not all moms are the single parents. Sometimes dads are the ones with the kids too. They're single dads. And it's a tough job. And they get discouraged. And they go, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. My kids are all running wild. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm a single mother. I'm a single father. I don't know what I'm going to do. And people are discouraged. They're overwhelmed. And then today's families are totally drained. They're exhausted. They're taking one kid over here to football practice, the other one to here, the football practice, because they're different ages and they play at different teams, and they're taking the other kid to ballet, and they're taking the other kid to baseball, and they're taking and they're taking and taking, and they're just exhausted. This week, we were here every single night till 9 o'clock, in vacation Bible school. It was amazing, but man, I told Cindy, what day is it? I don't even know what day it is. And then we're all joking, all all the staff, we had to just bring our bed over here, man. It was just crazy. And then families are divided today. Families are arguing over dumb things today. There's some families that say, hey, we're going to have dinner, but nobody can talk politics or religion. Because some people believe different. I'm a Trumper. I'm a. I'm a Biden. I'm an Obama. I'm a Clinton. I'm a. I'm a. Oh my gosh! And, da, 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 and you're fighting. They're bickering over politics. I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I'm an Independent. I'm a Green Party. I'm a. Oh my gosh! Let's just party and have fun, you know. But no. But there's families that are divided. So that's why it's so important to really have blended lives and blended homes. So if we're going to do that, the first thing we have to do is it's got to start, your caring has to start at home. You have to start caring at home. Show that love and care at home. Show that love and devotion at home. Show that you truly love each other and you're committed and you're in a family and families, guess what? Families don't always get along. There was seven in mine. They didn't always agree with me. 
I just said, you guys could be wrong if you want to. That's all right. <laughs> but are you with me? We don't always agree. But we're family. They're my sisters. That's my brother. That's my mom and dad. Now, my mom and dad are already gone to Jesus, but I still have a brother and sisters. And, and we don't always agree on stuff, but we love each other and we're committed to each other and we got each other's back. You got to start the caring at home. So how do we do that? Well, model God at home first. Model God at home. Let God truly be lived out in your life. Don't be a hypocrite. Oh, we're going to church. Hi, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Too blessed to be stressed. I'm loved by the best. Oh, hallelujah. And then you get home. I was like, oh, my gosh. Can we pretend we're at church? Because, oh, my gosh, you sure pretend good there. No, be real. Be real. Show your family how to live, how to love, how to serve. Model it at home. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 5 through 7, it says, And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. Then it goes on to say, And you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Then Moses goes on to say, repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and where you, when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. So he's saying, don't have a 24-hour Bible study, but have a 24-hour Bible study. So if you see your kids fighting, you, whoa, 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 guys, guys, we don't fight. The Bible says if you have a conflict, we, we, we work it out. Hey, 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 mom, why are those people out in the street? You know what? They're homeless. Some because they're bums and they don't care. Some because they had a bad turn in life and they were one paycheck away and they ended up homeless. Some because they got sick and they ended up, man, everyone has a different story. But you educate your children. You help them. You guide them. When you go to bed at night, you tuck them in. When you get up in the morning, model God at home. Also, not just model God, but model care at home. Model care. Show that you truly care. Look, Cindy and I, my wife and I, started dating when we were teenagers. And when we were like 19, 18 or 19, we were already in college and we were getting ready to graduate. And we were talking about getting married. And my mom had died when I was 18. And we saw her, Cindy and I, I mean, our family, we saw her, you know, battling cancer and ultimately dying. She was a young woman at 54, and it was a drag, you know. And so I said, you know, Cindy, if we really get married, I just want you to know that if, if we ever need to, I, I want to be able to take care of my dad. So if he's sick, we can move him in. And she goes, oh, I'm so glad you said that, because if anything happens, I want to move my dad or mom in. And shortly after, about three years after my mom, dad, uh, my mom died, my dad got remarried. So thank God he married a lady that cared for him till his last breath. And so then Cindy's dad died about a year after that. And so I lost my dad when I was 30. We lost Cindy's dad when we were 31 or 32. So her mom was alone. So she ended up moving in with us. 
And she stayed with us, and then she ended up meeting a man at church, and they got married. And, and then when she got real sick and fell and broke her hip, he moved into our house. And we cared for him. We, made, we, we modeled that. And so now our kids are saying, man, if mom, dad, if you guys ever need it, we're going to be there for you. And sure enough, when I had my hip surgery, my daughter flew out and was with Cindy helping me and helping her make sure I'd get healthy, and she stayed with us about two weeks, and, and then my son goes, I'm not a good caregiver, but whatever you guys need, if, if we need to put you in the rehab hospital, I don't know what they're going to tell you, Dad, but we'll be there to help you. And they said, you taught us how to care for your parents, and now we're, we want to care for you guys. And I said, well, I'm not ready to go to a home or nothing. I'm still young. I, <laughs> I'm still okay. You know, but... but but you know what? We modeled it. We need to model that at home. Model care. Sometimes people say, God, you care more for your friends and more for the, the church or more for your, your club or more for your, than you do your own family. Because sometimes we know them better. And, and that's why in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 4, it says, if she has children or grandchildren, their first responsibility is to show goodness at home and to repay their parents by taking care of them. This is something that pleases God. And we need to do that. And another thing we need to do at home is model a healthy self-esteem. Model a healthy self-esteem. Look, I had really amazing parents. Not everyone has had amazing parents. I know there's some people that tell me, man, pastor, whenever you preach about parents and love your parents and honor your parents, that's hard for me because my dad even broke my ribs or my dad beat us or my mom hurt us and used to pull our hair out and do messed up stuff. But you know what? I, I, and some parents say, I regret the day you were ever born. Or some husbands or some wives say to their spouse, I wish I never would have married you. I wish you'd run in hell. And you're like, wow, man. Those are such encouraging words. Thank you. You know what I mean? But really, it beats you down. Instead, model a healthy self-esteem, a real build them up. Oh, my son, my daughter, you are so smart. You're so, school's starting. I know this is going to be a good year. You're going to do good, and we're going to walk through life with you, and we're going to help you through this. And, man, make sure if you help your kids with their homework that you know what you're doing. <laughs> because sometimes you're helping them. I got a, I got a C because you helped me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know? But really, build a healthy self-esteem. It doesn't matter. Look, I grew up, you know my story, at least most of you do. I grew up speaking nothing but Spanish. So I go off to school speaking nothing but Spanish. And there, and I was all wetito, light hair and everything. They're going, hey, man, what's your name? And I go, me llamo Tony Mansfield. They go, why, dumb Mexican? I was dumb Mexican. And Mexicans will hear me, hey, como te llamas? Oh, me llamo Tony Mansfield. Oh, Mansfield, you're a gringo. So I didn't know where I fit. I was always looking to fit. 
And I was always told, you're nothing but an idiot, you're nothing but stupid, you're nothing but, and, and people will try to tear you down. People will try to label you. Let me tell you something. God is the one that gives you a label. He called you by his, your future. He called you the redeemed of the Lord. He called you the chosen one. He called you his children. The devil calls you by your, your sin. Ah, uh, you flunky, you grifo, you drunkard, you druggie. You, are, are you with me? Don't let the devil label you. Have a healthy self-esteem. In the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse 19 through 21, it says, Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Children, always obey your parents, for this pleases the Lord. But look what he says to the parents. And fathers, do not aggravate your children, or they will become discouraged. So speak life and hope. And encouragement. Second thing is determine what you have to share and to whom you can share it. In other words, determine what you have. Take an inventory of your life. Look at the gifts and talents that you have. Look at the things that you can do. Say, man, you know what? I'm a good carpenter. Man, I don't know how to preach, but I know how to build. You know what? Somebody might need to be blessed with something. There's a guy in our church that told me, Pastor, you know what? I, I know how to build stuff. I don't know how to really minister like that. And there was a guy in our church that needed a ramp, and he built a ramp for them. I'm like, praise the Lord. There's another guy that, that said, Pastor, I, I don't really know how to do a whole lot, but I'm, I'm a good electrician. And he helped out this elderly lady in our church that needed things. Listen to me. There's giftings you could have. There's a lady in our church that she's amazing seamstress. She knows how to sew. And she knows how to bake. Man, this lady is a baker. Man, she'll bake cookies or she'll make banana bread or she'll make all kinds of stuff. And so at Christmas time, we go to a, a, a nursing home in the South Valley, the, one of the nursing homes that the whole world forgets, but we don't. And we've been going there for close to 40 years now. And we take them Christmas gifts. And so she makes up goodies and, 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 and then she sews these bibs and these bibs are about the size of this shirt. It literally clips on in the back, and it goes all the way down. So when they sit down, it even covers their lap. And, and that way, when they eat, and some of these people are real shaky, or they've had a stroke, and they make a mess, their bib keeps And they absolutely love it. And she goes, I might not know how to preach, but she could sure show the love of God through her sewing and her baking. So if any of you want to bake and sew and become part of that, let me know. But please don't come up and tell me, because I have Teflon brain. It doesn't stick. Write it down. Say, hey, and give it to Tressa. She's at the welcome table. Say, hey, Tressa, I want to be, a, I know how to sew, and I want to be a part of that project, or I know how to bake. I, I, I want to help the youth or whatever. Whatever you want. Find out what you do. Because we're all part of this family. Look what Paul the Apostle says in Romans chapter 12, verse 4 and 5. He says, but as our bodies have many parts, each part has a special function. So it is with Christ's body, we are many parts but one body, and we all belong to each other. So in other words, you know what? I have strengths that you all don't, you have strengths I don't, but together, man, we're a powerful body. And that's why we reach up, reach in, reach out. We reach up to say, thank you, God. 
I want more of you. I need to connect with you. I need to know you. I need to study. I need you to come into my life. And then we reach in and we take all that in and we become stronger men and women of God and we become teachers and we become ministers and we become world changers. And then we reach out to a lost and dying world. And that's why we really have... uh, our, our vision is to reach up, reach in, and reach out. And our mission is to totally changing lives through the love of Jesus Christ. Sharing the power of God, his love and his grace. So man, we need to do that. So another thing we need to really look at is that if we're going to take inventory of our lives, we need to realize that we all need your talents and gifts and skills. Every one of us will make up a powerful army, and you will be able to help each other, help train each other. Some of you are teachers, and you're teaching, and some of you are, know how to really clean good and help, and you come in here, and you guys leave this church amazing, and some of you serve, and some of you are on the hospitality team that you service donuts and coffee, but they go beyond that. Every time we have a funeral, they're here serving. They're here serving the families, serving meals. Every time there's a wedding or any special event, they're here helping. It's just a beautiful ministry. There's all kinds of ministries you could get involved in. We also need your time. Nobody has time for anything anymore. Time gets away from you. Man, we get distracted easily with all kinds of stuff. Look, I have my, my children introduced me to TikTok, okay? So I have become a TikToker. And I like looking up recipes because I like cooking. So I'm there looking and scrolling and scrolling. And, and I do it late at night because that's the only time I have to do anything like that. So all of a sudden I'm there and then all of a sudden a TikTok came up. You have been scrolling for a long time. It's probably time to go to bed. And I'm like, orale, how does she know? Vieja mi totera, busy body. And then I look at my watch. Oh, my gosh, it's time to go to bed, man. That's how we get distracted. Time is like vapor. So use your time wisely. And we also need your influence. Each one of us has a gift to be able to influence people around us. We need to use that for God's glory. And then the, another thing we need to do, third thing, if we're really going to be blended lives and blended hearts and really make a difference, is use and tap into the power of just me. Well, let me tell you what I mean by that. There's times I ask someone, hey, man, I'd like for you to do this. Me? But it's just me. I'm like, no, it's not. What do you mean just you? God has a calling on you. God has an anointing on you. God is using you. God is blessing people through you. What do you mean just me? Haven't you talked to people like that? Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a, a member. I'm not a minister. I didn't even finish high school. I didn't go to college, right? No, look, there's people that have said just me all their lives. In the Bible, you see it. Jesus had been preaching all over the place. And he's preaching and teaching. And, and so there was this kid that was following Jesus So his mom goes, hear me, here's a couple of fish and some little breads, five breads. 
Jesus packed a lunch for him. So Jesus had been preaching a long time, and in John chapter 6, the disciples go, Lord, send these people away, man, we're hungry. And he goes, well, feed them. I go, feed them? We'd have to have the money for nine months of salary to feed this many people. There were 5,000 men, and they, they didn't count the women and children back in those days. So scholars say there could have been as many as 20,000 people. And all of a sudden, the disciples are like, what do we do? What do we do? Well, Andrew takes off, and he comes back, and he's got a little, the little boy and it's his sack lunch. He goes, hey, I got some food. This kid's got a sack lunch. He goes, hey, well, he goes, he's got two fish and five loaves of bread. And then he's like, oh, that's kind of stupid. <laughs> There's 5,000 men and women and children here. And in John chapter 6, verse 9, it says, there's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. Then he goes, but what good is that with a huge crowd? Then verse 11 says, then Jesus took the loaves. He gave thanks to God and distributed them to the people. So he gets the five loaves, blesses them, and they multiply, and they're passing them out to 5,000 plus people. And it says afterwards, he did the same with the two fish. And they all ate as much as they wanted. They all ate. It's the very first all-you-could-eat fish fry. Right there. Everyone ate as much as they wanted. And afterwards, they had 12 baskets left over. You see, it's just me. It's just this. It's only a little sack lunch. It's just me. I don't even know how to read I don't even know how to do this. I don't know how to do How many times have you come up with excuses because of just me, just me, just me, and God is saying, step up, step out, and let's do it. So, man, we got to do it. And it brings me to the last thing I want to say is that commit yourself to be a better big brother like Jesus or a big sister. Because let me tell you something. Jesus is our big brother. Jesus was here on earth to show us it could be done. And he showed us how to do it. He showed us how to love. Jesus loved all kinds of people. Jesus loved the ghetto people. He loved the down and outers. He loved the homeless people. He loved the educated people. He loved the religious people. He loved the hierarchy. He loved politicians. He loved them all. Yet, we don't love. They're not Dallas Cowboy fans, forget it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But after all, the Bible says the wise men followed the star. I had to work that in, just had to work that in. No, but look, all kidding aside, we, we bicker over some of the dumbest things. The dumbest things. It's like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? You're not from Burke. You're not from the 505. I don't even know where I'm from. I don't know what they call it. They told me, I, I, I just, I'm from, El, I, I grew up in El Paso, Texas. Oh, you're from El Chuco. Orale, Chuco. Pachuco. Orale. Yeah, are you, who cares? I'm not one of those at all. I'm from the Ivy League. I went to Harvard. Orale, wow. Are, are you with me? We get weird. Just love people. Look what it says in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 29. 
For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son. So God chose us to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. So Jesus is our big brother. He's the first of many brothers and sisters. I don't know about you. Have you ever been in a bind you call your brother or sister? Hey, give me a skin I need backup, man. And I don't mean for a fight. I just mean, hey, we're moving. I need some help. Hey, I'm, I'm having a get-together. Can you help me? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stuck with something. I really need your backup. And boom, your brother, your sister come there. Jesus is the big brother. Man, those of you that are the oldest in your family, you know the extra responsibility your parents put on you. Watch your brothers and sisters. Watch your brothers and sisters. God said, Jesus, watch your brothers and sisters. And he's overlooking us. In the book of Hebrews chapter 2, verse 11, it says, so now Jesus and the ones he makes holy have the same father. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to be called, to call them his brothers and sisters. For he said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters, and I will praise you among your assembled people. So man, we've got to believe that and hold on to that. And I want to end with this verse in John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. It says, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. A new commandment? Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love one another. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you're my disciple. Man, let our love show. Let our love shine. Let our love shine so that people will really see that we're genuine. Man, this dude cares. This lady cares. And I'll never forget this atheist. There's two atheists that came to the Lord, and one became a pastor, one of our pastors. And I'll never forget, when I met both of them, they came to church, and they walked in, and they go, hi. I go, hey, man, it's really good to have you here. God bless you. He goes, my name is, and I'm an atheist. I don't believe in all that. And I go, well, my name is Pastor Richard, and I believe in all of that. So you're going to hear a lot about Jesus around here just to give you a heads up. And both of them told me the same thing. They didn't know each other. But they go, well, I don't know if I'm atheist anymore. Really? I go, what are you? They go, well, I really believe you believe who you believe in. I don't believe in who you believe in, but I believe you really believe in Jesus. And I kind of trust you now. I kind of like you, so I believe in you, and because you believe in him, I believe maybe he does exist. I don't know. And they finally turned their life over to Jesus, and we got to baptize them, and one of them became pastor of Crestview New Beginnings Church. Anthony Rael is his name. I'm telling you, I'm not saying like, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm just saying that people are looking at us. They want to see if you're the real thing. I just thank God I passed the test with those guys. 
because there's been a few people, aye, aye, you think you're all that. No, I don't. I know who I am. I know where I came from. I don't even know why I'm here. Except God believes in me. But sometimes I still don't believe in me. Are you with me? But you know what? He sang it. Great is the Lord. Great is our Lord. And he wants to transform you. And some of you have never surrendered to Jesus. You're not blended lives with him and blended hearts with him. How do you expect to blend with anyone else? And if you want to give your life to Jesus today and you want to surrender your heart to him, just raise your hand and say, you know what, Pastor, I want to pray that. Anyone here today? Anyone want to pray that? Then I pray that you have, yeah, there is somebody. Praise God. Praise God. We're so happy for you. We're so happy for you. Anyone else? Anyone else? I, I don't, yeah, right over here. I see you. Praise God. Praise God. You know what? You know why we clap? Because it's the greatest thing you'll ever do. It's better than getting married. It's better than having a kid. It's, man, when you come to know Jesus, you're like, wow. And now when you get married, you're like, wow. And then when you have a kid, you're like, wow. It's amazing. It changes your whole destiny. So those of you that raised your hand, stand up real quick so we can pray with you. I want to pray with you. We're going to pray, okay? And would all of you pray with them to encourage them? Just say, Heavenly Father, today I confess that I need Jesus. I surrender my heart, mind, and soul to become his son, his daughter, in the name of Jesus. Fill my life with your Holy Spirit and make me new. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, come up here real quick. I just want to give you a high five. I want to give you a high five. Man, what an exciting, exciting day, guys. Oh, my gosh. Come here. <laughs> what amazing, amazing. Oh, my gosh. See this kid here? I, I dedicate him as a baby. That's how, wait, 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 wait. I got a Bible for you guys. Come here, man. Brother, know that Jesus loves you guys. See this guy over here? That's Pastor Eddie. He's got a Bible and some material he wants to give you. But man, we're celebrating God's work in your life. Amen. Amen. Guys, if you need prayer, some of your families are, are hurting I know that on Friday, I was getting a haircut. And there was a guy there that comes to church here. He said, hey, Pastor, hey, Anthony, what's up? And we talked. And when he got home, he found out that his wife had gone home to Jesus. She had a heart attack. And we celebrate her homecoming, but that doesn't change the, change the pain we deal with. Because there's pain and loss. And then there's a young lady here that is battling cancer. She's going to be having surgery soon. And she's definitely concerned. There's some fear involved. And they want prayer. 
So I'd like for those people that I just mentioned, come up here and let your family come up. We want to pray with you guys. But if you need prayer, there's prayer people that want to pray with you here at the altar. And team, make sure you come up and pray. But would you stand with us as we sing this song and just celebrate what God is doing and just thank him for his love and his grace? You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our so we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. Oh. You give If you need prayer, make your way up.
We're having baptism right now. We hope you'll go and join us. God bless you. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.